Hey there, party people. Hope you're doing well in the face of this world we live in. I actually stole that line from uh, a pretty... Actually, they were just fired, the rest of them, but they were the morning show hosts at a radio station out here known as K-Rock, K-R-O-Q, 106.7, Kevin and Bean Show. He used to start the day. Hey, party people. Um, anyway, I'm in one of those moods. I hope you're doing well. These are some challenging times. Obviously, I feel that these markets are very headline-driven right now. If the news is good on the headlines, the tape tends to rally. If there's bad news, the market seems soft. Uh, I am not sure. I see volumes. Like That's what I use to confirm trades. It's like, are the volumes showing up at key inflection points? And if not, then it gives me a moment of pause because I don't want to be the only one on the dance floor, right? Because then I can get sniped from anywhere on the in the building. Um, I've gotten some emails, so I tend to think about the herd mentality. And the herds can be great. You want to be buying when there's other buyers for sure. Like if you're a trend follower and you put buy stops in above the market, you're your best follower. I get it. I've done it a million times. But here's the thing. There's a point where the markets sell off and people just get so frustrated about losing money and the market going down when they don't have a plan. They get way emotionally invested in things. In the market, they get invested in other people's behavior. They certainly get invested between things that are said from everybody from Speaker Pelosi to President Trump and everyone in between. Obviously, you got my main man, Al Fauci, the doctor from Brooklyn, got the best Brooklyn accent I ever heard in my life. Um, you've got headlines. And there's lots of scare tactics. I see tough love. You know, things can get worse. Maybe they can, maybe they won't. We don't know. But we do know that our job as traders and speculators, if you use that word, is to play superior defense. That's the difference between us and everybody else. Um, amateurs come to the marketplace thinking about how much they can make. Professionals come to the marketplace saying, where am I wrong here? Where's my blind spot? How much can I lose? What am I willing to lose for the chances that I feel I should be taking? I need to make smart trades, right? And just because you lost money doesn't mean it was a bad trade. It means that whatever your style is, it may not, you know, overlay the mar what the market is showing you right now. And that's kind of like why people run many systems, lest, lest we forget that it's okay for traders to be diversified, wink, wink. You don't necessarily need to run one model. It's much easier if you're running a simulator and you can have, a, you know, say a long-term trend following system with a, a short-term counter trend system, all right? That's one way to do it. But if you're a chart reader, you likely have your favorite flavors. We're gonna talk about that in an upcoming episode and you kind of stick with your knitting. Maybe you, you trade one or two. You only need one or two patterns that you like, that you know that you can nail to do very, very well. The question becomes, when do you sit up and say, huh, if I just evolved a little bit, if I just got a little uncomfortable in the short term to try something new to experiment, maybe you know, I would be more of a person, a man or a woman for all seasons, right? You know, For example, you have traders who are long only. Is the biggest example, right? And selling shorts, very, very different mindset. It's also a very different tactic and technique when you look at how to play judo with the market. Uh, I mean, I learned a lot of this from Victor Sparandio, 
whose first years of trading were in the late 60s, which were bear markets, right? And that's why he eventually got the cold call from Soros to run the short equity book with him and Jim Rogers at Quantum Fund, right? It's because he had expertise in knowing how to be a short seller. So the, the, the message today is if you're feeling strong feelings, I would literally sit down with a book and write out what those feelings are trying to teach you, right? That goes to about 100% of my education from having worked with Ed Sakota is that you want to turn your feelings into allies, right? Not antagonists. And if there's something going on in your brain that you're perceiving with the market and it's making you feel a way that's not, you know, bountiful or abundant or whatever, you may be confusing your love and compassion for human beings with what's going on in the marketplace. I don't, I don't know. It's just an example. There could be a million things, right? But the point is, is that if you get to that spot emotionally, I have seen evidence in the emails and stuff of people who have plunged because now they've seen, like earlier this week, the markets rallied a couple thousand points and you see a V-bottom. Well, I think any professional trader will tell you that V-bottoms have to be among some of the hardest patterns to try to trade because it's just like it's down and it's up. And, you know, there you have it. So you might feel frustrated if you miss the move and now from the fear of missing out or the fear of not participating, you might want to jump right in and put all your cash to work. I would advise to not do that. Granted, I could be 100% wrong, but I'm just saying as a tactic that typically is not a tactic or a solution for super long-term success. You want to always have some flexibility built into your ethos and what it is that you're doing because then you have to live and die by that one print, right? Whether you're a cash investor and you're buying like the S&P 500 fund or whether you're a sugar trader or whether you're looking at the metals, right? All the metal charts look the same. Uh, maybe you're saying, well, there's a squeeze in gold. And so the gold's going to rally, whether it's GLD or COMEX futures, and I've got to be there. Please keep in mind that you should measure your position size by what you're willing to lose, not by all the dollar signs that you're seeing when you're looking at the beautiful yellow metal. Um, so I would recommend that you run some scenarios for yourself. If you don't have a simulator, you kind of have to do it on paper. But... Say you took your cash, whatever your cash hoard might be at this point, and say you divided it into fifths or tenths. Say, well, what would happen if I put one-tenth of that capital to work at the GLD and I was willing to lose X amount of it, right? You could have a 20% move against you at that point, and your capital would only be at 98% of what it, what, it, what it was when it started. That's a lot better, okay? Um, at the end of the day, you want to make sure that you don't take on such a big position so that if it works against you, you're like Bambi caught in the headlights and you're frozen because you don't know what to do. Which, And you know what you should do is, again, we just talked about it, is offset the position. You don't want to be losing money. You want to be able to think clearly. So look at it the other way. If you put in 50% of your capital and you got hit 20%, now you're at 90%. It's not... To me, that's a big number. To be 90 to 98% is a lot in terms of performance and drawdown, right? So so you want to try to say, okay, if I put on this trade, I got to think ahead of times and manage the drawdown. If it goes here, what am I going to do? 
right? If I'm trailing structure or if I'm trailing with an ATR, right? Because in ATRs, you could at least think in percentages. With structure, it's a little different. You have to do it by hand. But the point is, is that in these types of times when everyone is making estimates about who's going to get infected, how long it's going to take, how long are the states and the stores going to be closed, um, what are the numbers going to look like in terms of revenue and earnings, uh, what's the mortality rate going to be? I hope it's low, of course. Um, I would advise against plunging because these are just estimates, and we don't even know what models they're using for the most part to make these estimates. So the only thing that you can do right now, you know, presuming that you're not already a 20-year pro with lots of experience, you've seen a lot of things happen, especially, you know, the 2008, 2009 or you have other professionals like me who are right at your disposal, who are there who to basically coach and mentor you throughout the day, you really have to protect your capital. And in these, it's too easy to lose money in good markets, right? And with these unprecedented times, I think don't worry so much about what you're missing. Think about preserving your capital, because once you lose your capital, you're gonna lose your edge, you're gonna lose your confidence, then you might not even have enough money to come back and play in the marketplace in the first in the first uh, situation. So take care of yourself. You know it's okay. They'll, the markets will be around for a long time. There'll be another Google. There'll be another Apple. You know, uh, so be kind to yourself here. It's it's in these times. It's not you know it's not the time to be super super aggressive, right? Um, Anyway, that's all I have for today. I hope you enjoyed the message. If you want to reach out, I'm here for you. Uh, I care for everybody. And this is a tough business, even in good times. And these, these types of markets can cause a person to do a lot of soul searching. So happy to help you with your journey with these episodes that are hopefully insightful and kind of cut right to the chase. As always, I really appreciate you being here. And if you want to hear about some of my trials and tribulations on stuff that I thought I did, you're always welcome to go get a uh, get the free audiobook version of The Inner Voice of Trading. It's available on my website. You can't miss it. Just go to the homepage, download it. And uh, it's although it's funny to think back of those times right now, they kind of feel a lot like what people are going through right now. So we have that emotional history that we can share. Thank you for being here, and I'll see you next episode.